You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Good. They, they haven't really spent money on R&D in 60 fucking years. So their cars, all they're developing is the chassis. They're, they really, they, and they put the motor in the Corvette, the truck, the family cars, the fucking station wagons, everything you buy. They had that motor for years and years. Now it's pretty much just the truck and the Corvette. But mm. everything's based off of that geometry. These guys nailed a geometry by chance. So then it, yeah, it comes down to is is there um is there a sweet spot for engine size like the amount of space it takes up in a car this is one of the coolest things to me matt is they still don't know there's so many variables and physics things that are happening in an engine that they haven't dialed in equations yet you have to build an engine to see what an engine will do yeah but we could figure out things about that right but it doesn't hold up then, then Koenigsegg comes out with a three-cylinder engine that makes a, hun- a thousand horsepower. Like, they, they truly don't have the physics. Like, it's it's almost as mysterious as the ocean. Mm. But <laughs> our man, in fact, Ferrari should be able to spend a million dollars next year to pay an engineer to run all the math to have a V12 that's better than Chevy's V8. They haven't been able to do it with all the money in the world. They've gone bankrupt and had to sell their company multiple times trying to beat Chevy because the equations don't exist to just do it on paper. But I feel like it could if you know what you want. So, for example, if you want a car that goes, I don't know, I, I, I don't do, I don't know the conversion. So let's say uh, a car that can go 180. Yeah. What's what's a, what is a Ferrari? 210, 220? How fast they go? Yeah. The top out at 280. Oh, like the cheapest one tops out at like 210. All right. So 210. So yeah. how many horsepower? Uh, those are making like 649. Okay. So. Okay. But no, here. So now it takes 1,200. It takes 1,200 horsepower to go 270, though. Well, I don't want to go fast necessarily. I want to know about a car that can go 180 miles per hour and pull a shitload of, of stuff. Oh, well, they, they, can, they can do the math to make that work. Right. But someone else will do it better with shit that doesn't make sense in the math. That's well, because, the, because then we're because, looking at engine size and shape. Well, no, what it gets down the shit we can't dial in is how metal actually works when it's going that fast at that heat. There's no way to, we, we haven't figured out a good way to study the inside. Yeah, which is why you need oil. You need lubricant. You need right. something that'll. But like cool the way that valve caps move when they're going 10,000 RPM, like we don't, We've never had a camera in there. They can't build something to like replicate it until it's running. So, so we don't know the math of the internal. Like, we need metal 3D printers, and you could print an engine with those moving parts. They do perfectly, except the materials are different than them. What you put into, you can't 3D print all the shit they do, and 3D printing won't hold up to the standards at any point. So, what you can't forge metal the same way that you can. Uh, carve it. So what is an engine typically made of? 
aluminum now it used to be cast iron so when they were cast iron 3d printed would have worked fine but you can't do shit with the, these aluminum engines if you don't do it right if the cells aren't aligned perfect they're weak they'll blow the fuck up all right but why why have it be aluminum because it withstands heat no because they're light as shit because you, ha- you can have stuff. that because you can have 600 horsepower in a car and it doesn't weigh four tons do you know how much my buick weighs and how much of that's the fucking drivetrain my my it's motor scary. Right? My motor, yeah, my motor and tranny are two tons. Yeah, or I mean, two thousand pounds. They're a ton of and my I, car. I had never thought about that. You know, when they talk about how heavy cars are, um, but now that I think about what's happening, yeah, it makes sense that that chassis, that drivetrain, and everything has to be so heavy to support the the speed, the torque, the weight, all of it, all the twisting, all the shit going on, which makes me makes me think really then what's the most efficient design for that like do you spread out the the movement to kind of like triangulate the car so that it matt you're you're a fucking genius dude you've you've asked all the right questions about cars in like 20 minutes that took me like 15 years to come up with so the, the what you're asking right now took zora until the 60s to figure out and it was porsche it was fucking ferdinand's porsche's whole goal in life it was the question you're asking right now and and the answer is a mid-engine car is the perfect configuration right. so the new corvette an mr2 a fiero a porsche depending on the year because early porsches were rear engine because he couldn't figure out how to safely put it in front of the axle you mean a car that the engine is in the middle of the chassis not towards the front compartment yeah the ideal car is rear axle engine driver front end say that one more time rear, rear, rear axle engine driver front end so a lot of those old cars they have the engine in like the trunk no like nothing like did. a vw vw did but that's rear engine it's before the axle that's oh. Engine oh, yeah, yeah. driver front end so the driver is in front of the engine yeah so like the new corvette an mr2 um a toyota mr2 uh of yeah. pontiac fiero so the engine is centered in the car Yes, that's the best way to build a car. That's Man. why these Teslas perform so well as the motor's under you. So it's technically, it's not fully mid-engine, but the weight distribution is fully mid-engine. You don't want your weight sprung in front or behind of your suspension. If your weight sprung, it's called un, it's sprung weight. So your sprung weight, if it's in front or behind of your suspension, changes the geometry where it has to account for the whole car. If your suspension is the edge of the car weight-wise. Oh, that one would- everything's internalized and then everything makes sense mathematically when you if your wheels are here and your weights riding up here your car yeah. does funny shit if all your weights here and your yeah. wheels are back here and up here and your weights ever, everywhere here this no, is yeah it centers it it's mm-hmm. interesting and the reason cars aren't like that is that ralph nader is a piece of shit he went out of his way and made up a bunch of fucking lies that he never got held accountable for mitch and i were talking about this earlier he he sank to this is why I get so mad about Nader, man. He, he, uh, his quest for fucking fame, he sank Detroit. Detroit was the richest city in the world. They were Dubai rich in the 60s. They had gold fucking amphitheaters that the Rolling Stones and shit played in with gold plated walls. They were fucking filthy rich and Nader lied his ass off, ruined mid engine cars, ruined fucking engine development and ruined natural safety development which was already good and then ruined the economy of that whole fucking town but he wrote a book on safe at any speed that was pretty much about why rear engine cars were or mid-engine cars weren't safe and it's not true 
No, he was lying his fucking ass off. All right, but there must be other scientists or people out there to be like, well, wait a minute, he's lying, and we're going to put this out. Yeah, that's why after they made it illegal, they continued to build the cars. He was disproven that year. It was just back in the day when you didn't publicly discredit people on the news. So they would have him making all these lies in front of Congress. Chevy built the Corvair, which was a test car for the Corvette, for an extra two years and put a new body on it just as a middle finger finger to Ralph Nader. The car was losing money. They wanted to kill it. And then when Ralph Nader took him to court, they were like, fuck you. We'll keep building it, you piece of shit. I'm really intrigued by all this. Not not the the backstory so much as just the workings of an engine. The, The brand new Corvette is hands down, very arguably, the greatest automobile that has ever been made and might ever be made. Which Corvette? The 2022 Corvette? The 2021, 2022, and 2023 Corvettes so far. That car is a perfectly engineered, front-to-back, inside-out fucking car. You might not love it, but as far as a machine goes, it's perfect. They look cool. I've seen a few. I like the blue ones. Those yep. are nice. The brown ones with the yellow stripes get me hard. But Ooh, I haven't seen that one yet. They're sick. Uh, but they're mid-engine. They're a Chevy flat fucking V8. All right. That's on, based on most of a 50-year-old design. They act like it's brand new because they changed the cam, but they're doing very little. It It's everything good about everything that's ever happened in one package and it's fifty six thousand dollars for you get another car that well engineered you're really talking 400 grand you're in the ballpark of four hundred thousand dollars to get something as good as the fifty six thousand dollar corvette so does it cost that much to manufacture it what's stopping them from jacking the price up to match its value because they've enjoyed thumbing their nose at europe since the fucking 60s when they started building the greatest product on the planet there's no it at no point except between 73 and like 96 when our engineers were trying to figure out how to get around all these lies that nader had imposed on them before that and after that there's there's nothing that has ever at any time been able to touch a corvette jake hates ralph nader i do man he he really we'd be in a different place man I don't think we'd be oil reliant anymore if Nader hadn't put his dick in Detroit. Well, to be fair, though, they had the uh, um, electric engines or other engines in the 70s that they bought out and they shelved. Yeah, but that was when they were tanking. That was after he fucking tanked them all. They weren't doing it before that. Before that, they were all experimenting with it. They were building hydrogen turbines. They were building electric cars. Well, it would have been nice to have. We would have have Jetsons cars by now. Yeah, right? Fucking buddy. We we had we had from 73 to about 96, there was almost no progress made in the actual engineering of a car. They were trying to figure out how to they were trying to figure out how to get around rules that didn't make sense. And it took that long for the rules to get sussed out and fixed. But see, all it takes is just a, a a car head with the tools and the means and they'll figure that shit out. So like in my head, I'm thinking if like what other kind of engine gas engine uh, could, could work without having to worry about all these moving parts like that. Rotaries. Rotaries were where everybody was going when Nader fucked shit up. So what is explain a rotary again? So a rotary engine, it looks like a guitar pick, right? Sure. Okay. It's a guitar pick in a, tube so it would look like it'd look like a little triangle like a rounded triangle in the tube so you have the space there the space you're looking at the end of the gatorade bottle yes this space and that space as your negative space 
and the rotors spin and there's multiple rotors. So they're oh. offset a little bit and right. that spins and compresses. And then the camshaft moves the, moves the rotors at a different rate and you're building huge power without thrust. It's just spin, which is already part so of all the natural movement right. of the car. So it's kind of like riding a bike at a really, what is it, high gear where you're like you're going up the hill, you're pedaling so much, but you're not really going a lot. It's just moving it through. Well, no, the, it, how do I explain it? It'd be like if pedaling, you had to punch back and forth instead of doing this fluid motion with your feet that your legs are naturally accustomed. Right. To. Okay. Right. Right. Piston, yeah. piston power is you, you yeah. punching like this to power the bike, right, not right. using your legs. And then rotaries is the equivalent of like how easy it is for your body to use your legs to generate motion because we're fucking built for it. Yeah, so yeah. rotaries are way more efficient at building power. But after Nader screwed everybody over, the only company that stayed committed to it was Mazda. Mm. And they didn't really stay that committed to it. They knew how good it was. So they kept trying to develop it for their sports cars. So all the RX cars have it, the RX-7s, the RX-2s, the RX-3s, the RX-8s. But because no one else on the planet was engineering these engines with them, they had no shoulders to stand on ever. So the engines never got that much better. The engines under like 40 years of design engineering at one design house advanced really like 12 years compared to like how fast engines advance when there's everybody in the field competing. Because hmm. they're the only ideas you're breaking are the ones at your house. You're not seeing shit at a show and going, holy fuck, how did the Germans do that? And then going back and trying to figure it out, maybe figuring out something better. But there was no inspiration. There was no competition. And there was no standards being set. Thinking about an engine that has, you know, it does the fuel part, but then also some of those, uh, not the pistons so much as, what were those things called? The, the guitar picks? Rotors. The rotors. Um if the rotors are connected, something on the inside, which like coils and builds up kinetic energy that could be somehow applied to some, that's, I don't know. That's basically a turbo. Oh, so it does but, both. Yeah. It, a, tur it, a turbo, you're capturing all the kinetic energy of the exhaust and then feeding it back in. Oh, oh. Ooh, and then a supercharger is when you get all the kinetic energy of the wind, all the air outside of the car and push it back in. And that's cold, fresh air. So that's actually good for your car. Whereas doing the turbine is bad because heat and friction is the enemy of everything on the planet. It's fair. So if you're using residual heat from your motor to keep powering it, it's going to wear your motor out faster. You're building more power, but it'll be harder on everything. All your seals, all the components, all the materials. It'll just deteriorate faster. That's why anytime anybody's talking about a good turbo car, I try to talk them out of it. Because right. really modern turbo cars are good for about 50 to 80,000 miles before they need a full fucking rebuild, which is disgusting. We've had motors that'll run for a million miles for 50 years, and now they're selling every asshole a car that breaks down in 50,000 miles. That's fucking gross. Right. I mean, it's that's genius and, marketing or whatever. Well, it's the market. It's what pe people want high-powered cars because... People my age are idiots. And then people the same want with, uh, uh, Patron tequila. Yeah. And they want cars that get good gas mileage. Now, how you get more power out of a four cylinder that's low displacement is by using all the exhaust fumes through a turbo to get the fucking horsepower up. <laughs> so you got a Subaru STI that'll haul ass and keep up with a Camaro, but it's going to blow up in 80,000 miles, whereas the Camaro will drive for, you know, a million. Mitch, did you know yeah. all this about cars? No, but I'm very stupid. Um, I don't know. I was just, I don't know much about motors other than car go fast and drive. 
Yes. Um, I was just reading about how General Motors tried to uh, like discredit Ralph Nader by tapping his phone in an attempt to uncover salacious information. And when that failed, they hired prostitutes in an attempt to catch him in a compromising situation. In a salacious situation. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, he fucked them up. It'd be like if somebody made up a bunch of lies in public that were uh, like obvious to people on the inside and it wasn't getting pointed out to us that just dismantled Amazon and Google tomorrow. Mm. And and the other thing is, is like, unlike Amazon or Google, the wealth was being shared at Detroit, at GM, Ford, and fucking uh, Chrysler. Like, everyone was getting paid. The people that worked the fucking line stamping steel were not making minimum wage. They were making crazy fuck you money. Everyone was getting paid. And then the second it went to shit, everyone got fucked. Mm. It wasn't. It wasn't this beautiful town where they're taking advantage of people like the lowest people on the ladder were living really good lives in Detroit. Even if you had a filthy job that sucked, you were coming home with enough money that it was crazy. What a time to be alive. You're like, I, hey, this just, you know, I need you to hire some prostitutes. Try to catch Ralph Nader. <laughs> yeah, it's it's honestly it's why some of the best hot rods still come out of Detroit. Like people think it was like, oh, they were the car place. So they had the culture like, no, they had the highest density of fucking 22 year olds that had more money than brains. So they were buying the shit that no one else could justify in the country. Like they every goddamn car that was a toy was getting sold in Detroit because everyone was fucking paid and they used to do cool shit like the way they set the price on the plymouth roadrunner in 1968 was in 1967 chrysler sent people around to all the local fast food restaurants in detroit and they found out what the average 16 year old made in the summer and then that's what they set the price at for the roadrunner mm. three months so easily just put a bunch of bird seed on a on a piece of road and then pushed a boulder off onto them yeah but imagine if like the new camaro was priced at three months salary at mcdonald's be so dope yeah that's what they were doing man it was if you were a teenager and if you were 16 in 1968 and didn't have a hot rod you were a fucking idiot you're the real leave it to beaver ass motherfucker yeah dude all these guys that were driving montegos and fucking family cars around when you could have the hottest shit that ever was built for nothing it was literally the sweetest point in car history was 68 and 69 67 if you're a gm fan because you're smart hmm. and you could have them for fucking nothing dude they were pricing them to give them away to teenagers damn i wish they would price anything to give away to any age person this day and age here that's what forced insurance what like before that insurance was kind of a luxury item you'd have on your car and then in between 67 and 69, so many fucking 16 year olds in this country got 500 horsepower fucking rocket ships <laughs> that, that the fucking federal highway administration was like, now everyone, now everyone has insurance or you don't fucking drive. Yeah, dude, because they're sick of some street tops racing for pinks to impress their ladies. Yeah, but before that, in the even in the 40s 50s and early 60s like if you were buying a car you were probably a pretty established person you weren't you know you weren't some 16 year old kid and then they figured out in about 65 like oh you know who's got a lot of money and would be a huge fan of what we're doing over here with our race cars uh kids full of hormones let's sell these to kids full of hormones <laughs> and they yeah, were right. the, and the rest as they say is history yeah 
I got to say that I have learned so much at the beginning of this episode 278 of the Broadcast Geeks. That was that was cool because I had never really talked about engines. I, I being one of your hosts, Matt Oren. I'm Jake Becker. I'm Midnight Miss Jones. I'm so confused. I, math and cars and Ralph Nader. My brain hurts. Carlos. It makes me real quick. I just I miss teaching geometry because of some of those kind of concepts. But anyway, Carlos, well, no, dude, it's, it's obvious that you have a brain for that shit because you were really you were stumbling through the questions that like are days and weeks apart for most people's comprehension, just like one after the other. You got all the way to the concept of a turbo <laughs> in the day you fucking thought about an engine. They didn't start building turbos into thirty, like 35, 40 years into cars, man. Yeah, it's it's real interesting. I mean, it makes sense when you when you hear it and think about it. I just never, I don't know. I never really absorbed that information. I wasn't much of a car person, so I never dealt with cars. But part of why I love cars so much is the same reason you just got interested. I like the way they work. Like yeah, I love going. Hard. I love going fast, but part of that is I love the way that works too. I like the way physics work when you're hauling ass and what tires do and how when you downshift at the apex of a fucking turn, not letting off the gas and just blipping it, how you can throw the tail end out and then steer with the front end through it. Like that's cool to me. And like, that's all geometry that if we got on a track and I started to show it to you, you'd get giddy about that too. Yeah. I like talking about vectors and, and, and force. And uh, we were, we were looking at a problem yesterday. I don't know if it was my kids or my students and it showed like, which way is friction happening? And it was, it was, it was a, a, a slope, a skier, at a triangle with all the different vectors, Yep, you know, in all directions. And you had to figure out, which arrow uh, represented friction? And it's like, well, you know, friction goes against. So whichever way you're going, it's the opposite. That's that's how I think of it. Um, yeah. But it's fun, like, looking at, like, if, they, if the boat's moving this way at this much speed and the water is blowing them that way at that much speed, where is it going to end up? I mm-hmm. like doing that. Yeah. And then when you're driving and it's just mental adjustments for that yeah. shit, as fast as you're moving. Yeah. It's a blast, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm good at pool. Yeah. But yeah, Carlos just pitched the idea. He's like, we should do a podcast where I just show you a car and then you tell me everything about why that car is cool. Why that car is cool. That would be fun. Because I get excited about cars that people don't like. Yeah. Clearly, when's the last time you heard someone talk about a fucking Corvair? <laughs> Corvair's rule, dude. The American. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's become like kind of a joke around uh the, the water cooler i guess you would say <laughs> oh it, ha- it has been forever if you were a guy who bought like a hot rod corvair in the 80s or 90s guys suspected you of being a uh, light in the heels you know what i mean it's a cool looking car oh they rip and you can build the living fucking shit out of them yeah. they'll embarrass a porsche from that era it's an american porsche yeah and they came with turbo matt it does look like a dandy car yeah but they ripped the later ones the monza the 67s 66 67s yeah i'm looking oh yeah that's sweet yeah those float my boat dude i like the 65 yeah the rounds uh 65s monza too yeah yeah the corvair monza it's pretty yeah man that and they built that body to spite nader interesting it almost has a um oh what's that other i don't know i don't know my cars too well it kind of has the rear end of a bmw 3200 cs from the earlier 60s yeah that front looks like a a car that i my friend's mom drove in the 80s yeah like a corsica or something because it has no grill (laughs) uh no just the, the the way the front end curves and the and the trunk uh, oh, and, okay. the hood, and the hood yeah i don't know it's just it'll come to me i gotta remember 
I should text. Yeah, Corvair's rule. I love board wards. Nobody gives a fuck about board wards in this country. I got excited about a Fiesta the other day, and Carlos made fun of me. Ford Fiesta? Yeah, those, dude, those rip. Those were way better cars than they should have been. That's one of those cars that on paper should suck, and then if you drive it, they haul ass. Yeah. I like how some of these were, these cars you could just be making up, and I've been like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah, I like junk. But I like what's cool about it. Usually, even if a bad car got built, it's because they had some nugget of a great idea. Like Teslas. There is a nugget of a good idea in there. They're just building shit cars. But the nugget of a good idea is good enough that people are buying in. Hmm. I think that when I was in high school, the fastest I had gone in a car was about 110. 110 to 120 i think 110 nice. and uh it was a toyota paseo nice that's scary what's the fastest you've gone mitch probably 120 in my taurus sho nice you're a bad mamma jamma <laughs> you definitely had like 15 left on the, the speedometer too i I've don't think oh yeah it went to 140 that one mm-hmm. yeah but i think the car topped out at 135 because i'm a <laughs> uh or maybe 129 uh but yeah i've gone 156 in an sti-tr sti-tr what is what is that sexually transmitted infection it would have been like an 07 or an 08 sti-tr <laughs> wait what, what brand 07? of car is that subaru oh. 2008 subaru sti-tr t-i-t-r oh with the with the little thing in the spoiler is that what it's called in the back yeah it's got two of them two of them it had one on the roof like on the but right at the end of the glass on the roof in the back it was yeah. a one we blew the motor up in the first road trip so there's a turbo engine where it takes it and it just wraps it back in which is why we blew the motor up in one road trip whereas if we had done that in a camaro it'd still be on the road Right, because of the air intake or the that. Yeah, you're overheating it the whole time if you're driving it that hard. Right, right, right. right. So even the car, even though the car will do it, if you do it, you're breaking it. So all these guys with these turbo cars that are so hot, unless they've built intercoolers and replumbed the whole system and spent money that nobody has, they're just blowing their motor up if they're actually hauling ass. Whereas a supercharger, you're making it better. You're shoving in colder air, getting better gas mileage, make your parts last longer. Right, right. You're, you're creating less friction yeah. and uh, cooling temperature. Cooling temperatures, getting more oxygen because it's denser, because it's cold. Ah, ah, so why don't they do that more? Because it's more expensive. Yeah, but it saves money in the long run. It's why I, I get why manufacturers don't do it. I don't understand why the tuning culture is still so turbocentric, except... What me and Mitch were talking about before the recording is that guys our age are into having cool cars. They don't yeah. they don't like understanding cars. So because they know STIs and all these cars are turbos and fast, they want a turbo. And the word turbo is cool. Yeah. I yeah. I, I'm more of a functional car guy. I appreciate certain cars, but I'm more of practicality. Like what is it? Is it gonna do what I need it to do on a regular basis? Yeah. Yeah. You and, need it to get you from point A to point B and on weekends, point C. Right, right. But if I was gifted any car, yeah, I would take a Lambo probably. Yeah, dude. A V12 Lambo would fucking rip. I want a Diablo VT. Uh, I'd probably go for like a turtle blimp or something. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> no, dude. If I had any car, I would totally drive the fucking uh, that one of the Batmobiles. Like, it, like I mean, I, I guess that's not a real car. It is. It's a Corvette. Unless you're talking about the bad one. And that's a Lincoln Futura that George Barris made into the 66 Batmobile. And that would be well, a yeah. bad car. I thought that was a Ford Futura. It's a Lincoln. I mean, 
That is. I don't. I'm not going to fuck with you on this. That is Ford. Are you sure, Jake? <laughs> yeah, it was a Lincoln. It was a Lincoln Show car that Ford owned. So Ford gave it to them to do because Ford owns Lincoln. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't even know what the fuck I was thinking. Being like, um, are you sure, Jake? You were just yeah. fucking flexing I, your car knowledge for a long time there, but are you sure? But the Keaton, the Keaton one's a Corvette. I mean, I'm, I just kind of assumed they were all just Frankenstein together off of some other. There's some engine on some chassis, you know. Again, though, there was not. You couldn't build something with all the money in the world that was better than a Corvette. You still can't. When guys build hot rods, you just put Corvette components in your fucking car, basically. Yeah, You're my cousin just. Form front rear ends in your car when you're building an old hot rod like that's what you're doing now excuse my ignorance uh this might not be right but i'm pretty sure my cousin just rebuilt a 72 nova and had to put corvette parts in the engine oh yeah well i did probably didn't have to he was probably very excited to right yeah yeah because like again there there's been no r&d done better than what's been done on the corvette except for in the bad years and just nothing progressed it wasn't bad it's just they didn't progress at all for a long time in the dark times before the empire yeah there was a period in the early 90s where japanese companies were building something better than the corvette they were also taking a bath on them because that was a personal vendetta thing mm -hmm. yo so this um lamborghini huracan yeah yeah dude they rule but but the Corvette, you can drive into a parking lot, not have to worry about doing $50,000 worth of damage to the bumper. Oh, I know, I know, but I wouldn't. And the Corvette will keep up. I would want to live in a remote place where I would just drive it for the sake of driving. Dude, I want to buy a track. Uh, I'd get in on that if if we could like use it for events that would generate income. Yeah, I just want a private track because they're expensive to keep up <laughs> unless you're using it all by yourself. Oh man, these are beautiful, these cars. Yeah, the new Ferrari Roma. There's fantastic cars being made, and it's sad to me that, like, really, cars are at like the first place where they've been progressing like combustion cars. I know, I know electric cars are doing amazing things, and it's going really good. And I like them. I like a lot of electric cars, and I'm a big fan of the whole thing. I don't want to come across like somebody who just hates them on principle. <laughs> but combustion cars are hitting a point right now where they're the best there have ever been. And I get that we're in an oil crisis and everything went wrong, but it's Nader's fault. We lost, 40, <laughs> we lost 40 years of fucking progress while we were still using oil at an exponential rate because some dickhead wanted to get famous. And it just sucks, man. Cause like if cars had been able, like if, if cars were at this point in like 85, which is where they should have been kind of timeline wise. Yeah they would have solved all this. Like Koenigsegg is building a three cylinder motor that makes like fucking a thousand horsepower. Like they're they're And the engineering would have progressed if their hands wouldn't have been forced. So all the safety shit that got forced was stuff that was naturally progressing. Anyway, mm. Camaro's already had head rep. Like the, 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 the shit was the, the reason they knew that that stuff was safer was they were already putting it in the expensive cars, which always meant that two or three years later, it was going in the cheaper cars. Yeah, they just made an edict that did something they were about to do anyway. My Buick has seatbelts from four years before they were legally required because Buicks were for rich people and they were already giving them safety features that just broke motherfucking teenagers that were buying Chevy Nova twos weren't getting. All right. Now I have a question for you. I'm sorry, Mitch. I'm, I feel like I'm just talking about cars. No, dude, it's fine. I'm uh, I'm learning a lot. I just I'm 
really dumb about cars, so I'm not saying a lot of stuff, but I'm listening. Fair. I'm intrigued I'm, by I'm this. I'm Fraser Crane. I'm listening. <laughs> this model, the the uh, Urus? Yeah, yeah the Urus. Lamborghini Urus? The, the Lamborghini Aaron Urus. Urus. The Aaron Urus of Lamborghinis. It's, it's like a, a, a crossover or a Lamborghini almost SUV? It's it's an Audi SUV with a Lamborghini body on it. Okay. It's called Brand Engineering. So the Porsche, the Lamborghini, the Audi, and the VW are all the same car with their unique power plants in them. But the chassis, the structure, all the design is the same with interchangeable bodies. It's just they can do more with body panels now than they could when you were a kid when it was obvious that an Oldsmobile and a Pontiac and a Chevy were all the same thing. Okay, so what's the what would be the purpose of me buying this vehicle over the Audi or the whatever model? You want your cocaine dealer to think you're cool? <laughs> there's there's it, it's very fast. I it's, care very much about my it's very fast, but it has almost none of the benefits of actually owning a Lamborghini. Like it's fast, but it's a big old SUV. You can't really use right. it. Like there, even on a track, you'd have to have balls of steel to drive that thing as fast as it can go because you have body roll and shit that would be telling your brain the whole time, don't do this. Well, my my wife's friend um, has, uh, what does she have? Like a Lexus. She has some high-end car that really she didn't need to be buying. And we have a Kia Sportage. And all the features that she was listing about her Lexus, whatever it was, yeah. uh, we had at a much... Price, just as much power and in fact I, I fucking love that car it's pretty awesome yeah but this lamborghini is pretty and and what you just stated is like most of what's ruined cars is that people don't understand cars and they just want nice fast things yeah so now they've dumbed down everything trucks are no good anymore because they have turbo six cylinders and four doors and short beds and so it's not good to do anything that you'd actually want a truck for if right, you're what doing are, shit, you're going to burn up the motor. What are car non-negotiables for both of you? A stick. Not necessarily, but I prefer a stick. I I, I prefer it to not have traction control. Mm. And I'm a big fan of manual steering, but that's almost impossible to get. All right, Mitch. Um, I'm a much more cosmetic kind of guy. So I don't know. It devastated me that my new car doesn't have a CD player. Yeah, that sucks. For me... And I know I might get a lot of hate on this. Probably not because no one writes into the podcast anyway. <laughs> but uh, I think that there is no better sound than a CD. Fuck a vinyl. Fuck a cassette tape. Fuck a MP3. Yeah, I use give, me MP3. That, fuck, give me that. I mean, I still do too. But No, I use an auxiliary port. I play it off my iPod. But still, it's the same. Yeah, it's same thing. But I mean, for my money, a CD is perfect. Yeah. I was ripped that shit to black. Yeah, that was my favorite. That's how I, I feel about cars before oxygen sensors. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, it's I going from driving my current car to getting the Bronco home the other day. I was like, dude, what the fuck? It's like I'm driving the Millennium Falcon. You got a new car? Uh, in May, yeah. Oh yeah. What'd you get again? Edge. I got an Edge. It's because Trinidad killed my car. Ford killed my car. Just took it a long time to die. You do not slander. Let me get Ralph Nader in here. Ralph, come on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like if I could come into some money quick, yeah. like Nader. for some reason, if my life changed a lot, I the way that everybody's committed, everybody's announced that these are the last of the 
high-end cars. What do you mean? I mean, no, Cadillac's not building another V8. Chevy's not building another V8 after the Z06. Uh, Toyota's all but confirmed that they're not going to develop a new sports car after the new GR and the new uh, Supra. Uh, BMW's committed to going all electric after the next batch. Uh, it's over, dude. Like, they're everybody's committed. They're done. Their engineers aren't working on it anymore. We're seeing the end of the product line. Damn. So I'm sick good. and tired of living through significant historical events. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm finally an adult and able, able to enjoy this one with my life. I've got my shit together enough to enjoy cars. And then, like, the day it happened, they were like, what if we made them illegal in 10 years? <laughs> you opened up a newspaper and the headline was just like, fuck you, Jake Becker. Pretty much, dude. I, I fucking cried out of anger when they, I still think it's very stupid. I think it's one of the dumbest things we're going to do economically, but whatever. We'll see what happens. What do you mean? The electric cars? <clears throat> yeah, basically, if we take the reliance off of oil of all the car consumers in the the developed world, and uh, that does what it does to the price of oil because these people don't set it based on what it's worth. It's set on what they want to make. Um, freight, because electric will not support shipping or flights, is going to become an insurmountable cost. And travel is going to become any kind of plane or boat travel will become an insurmountable cost, which plane is a big part of international business. It's going to be detrimental to the world economy if we actually follow through on this shit. Whoa, this and, and the way that it's being looked at by most people, which I completely understand that most people aren't car geeks and most people aren't battery geeks. But the fact that like every other bit of technology throughout all of our lifetimes, anybody who's alive right now, technology has been really exponential. It hasn't grown linearly. It just grows so rapid. Once we figure something out, we can do it better and better and better. We can nail it. Microchips are tiny now. They used to be giant rooms. Batteries are chemistry. It's not engineering. It's chemistry. So if batteries don't get better, we're fucked. And we can't like the battery ratio for doing a ship or a plane is it does you can't make it make sense. The weight's too much for it to ever make sense. Hmm. And the range issues are going to be inherent. They're going to have regenerative cars and like Cadillacs offering the charger that comes in the frunk so that you can do it wherever and get the full benefit of actually being at a charger. And like shit's advancing, but it's I could still get in a new Corvette and drive to Corvette uh, to New York right now because I fucking felt like it with no planning. And if we did that in a Tesla, it'd take a day and a half of planning before we could even fucking leave because we need to know exactly where we're going to pull over for the eight hour stretches to fucking charge it over and over and over again, the whole goddamn way. And that sucks. And that's like a microcosm of how bad it's going to be for shipping right. and long haul semis and shit that it's just not gonna support. Gotta get on building those arc reactors, man. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't think anybody's evil, but they're coming at this in a really bad way. And the whole world government's in on it. So like the fact that the EU, everyone's requiring this is bad. There's like no outliers. Well, I guess things are going to get better or get worse before they get better. I'm looking at this Audi RS Q8 and I really like the look of it. I don't like the price though. Yeah, but that's the same car as that Lamborghini you were looking at. I know. That's how I got to it. So now yeah. I'm looking at other cars similar to that on the cheaper uh, manufacturers because I like the look of it. Like I also like the RS3, but I want I want the Q8, something like the RS Q8 because I like the, the size. Yeah, yeah, not the the Porsche SUV. Man. It's like an SUV, but it's like a a little big bigger than a cross uh, 
It's a Porsche Cayenne. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's what the Ford, is. if you will, a yeah. Ford Edge. Is it? No. I don't want Ford. I want Kia. I'm going to look up some Kias. We like I wish Kia. Ford was alive to hear you say that. That I like Kia? I wish Ford was alive to hear you say, I don't want Ford. I want Kia. Oh, I don't like I don't like Ford. They make good trucks, I feel, but their cars, no. I don't think of that. They make terrible trucks and pretty really? decent cars, actually, which is wild. They go. made bad cars for most of your life, so you're not wrong. But in about 2004, 2005, they switched over to selling us the European shit, which is totally separate from us. Yeah. And then just focused everything American on building the Mustang. And the Mustang's a fantastic car now. All right. Well, growing up, uh, Ford never seemed reliable. Mm-mm. So they have traditionally not built good cars. They've built the best rear end in the history of rear ends, but they've never done anything else worth a goddamn nickel. I like a good rear end. Yeah, the Ford nine inch. <laughs> and you cannot lie. <laughs> and lies on my. Ooh, this is pretty too. The the Kia EV6. Yeah, you're wild. It's expensive, but it's cool looking. And the seat, the the steering wheels on the other side and it's electronic yeah i'm into it yeah it's i just like, i'm not I like ready man. i like i like going on a road trip fair enough so do i but me, I, me I just too. like the look of it anyway we're what are we watching these days i haven't finished she hulk yet oh dude well, okay. it hasn't finished yet well it's i didn't see the... the last episode is my point well oh my god. god damn it this i know about it i know about it go ahead i mean it doesn't matter because we we're almost out of time anyway I'm watching it now. We have plenty of time. I'm watching it for my girl. You should edit out most of that car shit, Mitch. No, I think it was Uh, No, because that sounds like a lot of work, so I'm not going to. That was fun. That was fun. I mean, it's informational. Yes. But now let's talk geek. Well, let's talk movie. ruled. Uh, Matt Murdock's finally on set. Oh, my God. Two episodes with him, we're thinking. Oh, definitely. Uh, no. mustard. Ketchup and mustard. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if I'm exactly sold on that look of that suit just yet. Oh, I liked it. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I like the the red daredevil suit, but I mean, I do like how we saw him as Matt Murdock first, and then he gets to be uh, daredevil later. Yeah. I also liked him and Jennifer's relationship. Yes. A little bow chicka bow wow. It's been rumored this week that she's going to be in Daredevil. Whoa, that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, it seems like it would make sense now. Because she'll take the tone of Daredevil more than anything, and that'd be cool. Although it would be one of those temporary things where she makes it about, about her. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, also, Werewolf by Night. Yeah, talk to me about it. I haven't watched it. Jeff messaged me. He loved it, or he, he really dug it. It's really good. I think the werewolf looked like shit, so I'm worried about that being brought over into any other kind of MCU stuff. <laughs> I, I think they wanted it to look more like uh, a, the Lon Chaney Wolfman more than a mm-hmm. werewolf. Yeah, but yeah, uh, man thing couldn't have been cooler. Oh, I was reading about that today, that he was actually a practical effect, not CGI. No way, that's a dude in a suit? Yeah. Whoa, dude. Which, yeah, which is way cool. Yeah, and they show his batshit powers. Oh, yeah, when he melted that bitch? <laughs> a couple of people. Yeah. Uh, I know this kind of had the opposite problem of the Marvel shows, where uh, whereas... In Werewolf by Night, I was just getting into it, and then it was over. The mar- most of the Marvel shows, sometimes they drag on. You know, I'm into it, and then like it's just like, oh fuck, come on, we'll get to the end. Yeah, not not like that exaggeratingly, but like you know, sometimes it feels like there's some filler episodes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, that's a TV show for you. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, but yeah, I did want more. I'm excited to see if they come over into more projects. Oh, yeah. I like the uh, at the end there where they had the little Wizard of Oz moment where everything went from black and white to color. Yeah, because the bloodstone was done. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was a cool effect. Uh, me and Metro watching reboot. Oh, wait, real quick before we move on. I really liked in She-Hulk when uh, she asked Matt Murdock, she's like, so what are you, like the golden devil? And he just looks at her and then it starts doing the. He goes, I'm Daredevil. Yeah. It was fucking good. I love that part, dude. I'm fucking stoked, Matt. Sorry I spoiled that for you. But no, I'm, I'm there's excited. a ketchup and mustard joke. No, I'm, yeah. I'm excited because now I'm watching it with my girls. So I get to like just enjoy more about how they're experiencing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they did kind of like a mock hallway fight. That was pretty, pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Definitely one of the best scenes of any show it's definitely one of the best scenes of this show yeah and this isn't to say that i'm not fucking uh jazzed about this show like i really uh, am enjoying this show i like how it's totally different it's not just a standard superhero beat em up Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i have been enjoying she hulk this matt murdoch episode was really great um him doing the walk of shame the next day fucking (laughs) hilarious but is it really a walk of shame? No. I mean, he's in a superhero outfit in broad daylight walking with his shoes off. <laughs> yeah, he had them over his his shoulder, kind of like a gal holding her like high heels. Yeah. And that then passes, funny. passes the assistant who comes inside and is like, I just saw a guy in a devil costume doing the walk of shame. <laughs> yeah, and Jen's like, yeah, I bring that motherfucker. Yeah. And then the, the finale is the end, not the finale, but the end of the episode is oh. quite, quite wild, Matt. Yeah. We won't spoil that for you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dude, uh, I, I saw a preview for the finale. Ooh. Um, apparently, Hulk comes back and fights the abomination. Oh. And we're sure it's a boy one? Uh, yes. Well, the concept art I saw was uh, Professor or, you know, Smart Hulk. So he's a lot smaller than Savage Hulk, but he's like in a super suit. And he's like doing an uppercut on the Abomination, who's also wearing clothes, which is weird. But, uh, you know, whatever. I'm not going to be one of those fucking people on the Internet. It's just like, oh, the show didn't um immediately um be like how I wrote it in my head. So it's fucking garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, Leapfrog. That guy was funny. Time to rib it and rip it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that kid was fucking hilarious. He reminded me of that kid that got his his balls bit by the spider in We're the Millers. Yes, yes. I could see that. In a perfect world, that guy would have been played by him, but whatever. The rip it and rib it guy was pretty good, though. And his fucking, the goon and henchman conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah man see that's just goes to show you can have a fucking serious superhero show and also do some fucking uh uh you know that was very venture brothers-esque i believe yeah i mean do you want your yeah you want your fucking superheroes to be like serious all the time no they wouldn't be this is low level shit for (laughs) murdoch yeah but we we don't know if he's been like none of the well now let me ask you this i know you want to talk about reboot and i also do but i want to talk about a bunch of shit i've been watching tv homie <laughs> um does the inclusion of the daredevil theme song implicate that everything netflix 
happened? It did. Well, or it's just the same music would be with him regardless of. No, I guess it's in the same vein as Kamala Khan saying she's a mutant and having the X-Men team play. This is not the all the shit that happened in the X-Men animated series didn't necessarily happen in the MCU. It just confirms the existence of, but not necessarily the connected. Right. But I do think Daredevil is going to be the all that happen it's just i'm down with that that's what i want but like yeah whatever but they said it's not a continuation which means i think it's just going to be a big old time jump with like no explanation i think they're going to pick it up like it's a new series where he's just already daredevil and foggy already knows years later yeah picks a new suit yeah he's got his new suit he picked up while he's in san francisco from the tailor that everybody hates (laughs) (laughs) he's kind of like uh um he's like ed the mode from the incredibles Yes. Yes. Who's based off of a real person. I did not know that. Yeah, I forget her name, but some fashion design. Edna Chode. Mm. <laughs> Edna Chode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a reboot. I did reboot. watch the first uh, episode of it, and I liked it. Me too, man. I had to keep going because I was I was infatuated with it. Did you watch this week's, Mitch? Uh, the one that came out yesterday? Yeah. No, I haven't watched that one yet. The last one I watched was it was after uh Bree hooked up with Tawny or Timberly. Right, the dog one. The dog one? Yeah, where Oh yeah. She yeah. Goes, she goes with what's his face to go get his dog back. Is that the one that's afterward? From Esther. Yeah, Esther Pawlitsky or whatever her name is. Pawlitsky. Yeah. yeah, and she and she, the uh Rachel Bloom's character goes over there with him to get the dog. Oh yeah. And she's like she has to wear gloves because it's like a little fucking ankle biting chihuahua. Yeah, it's a machine of hate. <laughs> uh, it's so good. The new episode's pretty fucking hilarious. I, uh, is this the is next week the season finale? I don't know. Mm. I don't think so. I I could see what they might be setting up for a kind of a finale thing, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I uh, I immediately liked Keegan Michael Key and um, and Johnny Knoxville. He was funny in it. Yeah. Uh, the, the mom, the the kid's mom that's played by Carrie Kenny from uh, uh, Reno 911. Reno, yeah, kids in the, I know that. The state. Yeah. 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 She's so good. She's like, I like to fuck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's so funny. All of them yeah. are so good, to be honest with you. All the, the state people, what they went on to do. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much talent came out of that group. Yeah, they rule. Um, what else have I been watching? Quantum Leap. There's a new one I haven't watched yet oh. today, but uh, last week's was also very good. I still encourage all of you to support this show. <laughs> I get to. I got one time, one show at a time, man. I gotta, I gotta finish <laughs> watching reboot. Judy Greer, she's so good in it too. Like yeah. I didn't realize that was her until like three episodes in. She shows her titties right off the bat. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. And they're pretty all right. Yeah, no, she's right. She's After funny. I had to pause it for 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, rocking I, later. But uh, I, how many titties were in Quantum Leap? So far? No. Zero. Damn it. So it wasn't known for their, their titties. Yeah. NBC's not known for their titties. Their cleavage, maybe, but not. Right. Not full nips. Um, I've also been watching Welcome to Flatch, which is on season two. Oh, yeah, I remember I watched some of the first season. Yeah, William Michael Scott, uh, and then a bunch of unknowns, and the chick who plays the Nazi and the boys. I like her. I like her a lot. Yeah, it, but it's just funny to see her playing such a sweet character. Yeah, I forget her name, but she was in a 
a horror movie that I watched or mm-hmm. pretty awesome. That show rules. Um, Young Sheldon is really great. Aya Cash is Stormfront's name. Yes, Aya Cash. Yeah, she's really good on that show. Right. Uh, the new season's pretty pretty funny. Those two kids are a riot. Oh shit, dude! I didn't know that the dude. I knew he created Modern Family, but the dude who created Reboot also created Modern Family and Just Shoot Me. Oh, I like Just Shoot Me. Me too. Just Shoot Me rules. Yeah, and that show Stacked on Fox that starred Pamela Anderson, Christopher Lloyd. I don't Sounds know. That. Stacked. Yep. She was. Uh, she was like a hot girl that worked in a bookstore yeah i don't nice. remember i don't remember that at all yeah uh, well, abbott elementary matt uh, i'm not up to date i finished first season and i enjoyed it very much they're on the third season of the new season they're the third episode of the new season the so. wait a minute i must have started the second season still enjoying it very much yeah it's very good liking it a lot the newest episode is very funny and i wanted to ask if you'd ever had an experience like that in teaching oh all right well i don't know it's pretty great there's basically just kind of a racist uh presentation given to the students oh nice i've been in very questionable presentation yeah it was it was a funny premise i liked a lot that show ghosts that i'm watching uh, on uh, cbs does that have mike coulter no that's Uh, that's evil the one that has luke cage in it all right Anyway, Ghost. Yeah, Ghost is the sitcom one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that this couple was in a supermarket or something, followed somebody out, and went to kill them. Oh, no. You're, you're, you see different previews than what I see. That was probably something called Ghosts, but it's not this. All right. Uh, this is about uh, a young couple that yeah. inherits the wife's great aunt's big old mansion. Yeah. And you see before they move in that there's this like eclectic group of like, I think eight, maybe nine ghosts. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's everybody who's ever died on the grounds throughout history. And uh, so they go in and you see all these people like talking, but they like the humans can't see them. But by the end of the first episode, the wife has hit her head and now has the ability to see ghosts. Mm. So the wife can see and interact with the ghost, but the husband can't. I think this is the same show, to be honest. Okay. Let me see. Ghosts show. Let's see. Ghosts. Rose McIver. Yeah, you showed me this. We talked about this. Yeah. I don't. No, I'll have to check it out. It's real fun. The ghost cast is, uh, they did a good job of like picking really funny things to do with the characters. It's, uh, yeah, the closeted, the closeted super, uh, uh, Civil War general really fucking makes me laugh revolutionary war oh okay okay okay, yeah same dip yes still just as funny uh yeah her the the hippie that died in a bear attack after a bank robbery (laughs) because she was high on mushrooms the jazz singer who was murdered the native american guy who died there the viking who died there uh there's a dude who died with his pants down (laughs) that was a penny stock trader in the 90s he's hilarious there's a scout troop leader who got shot in the neck bite with an arrow by one of his scouts while he was showing him how to use the arrow range. <laughs> and he's like a little sweetheart and he's hilarious. And then there's like the girl who inherited the house's great, 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 great grandmother or something. Mm-hmm. And she's this like old Victorian woman who hates Irish people in like a racist way. <laughs> yeah. Like rips down posters of you too. <laughs> 
that the wife's put up because she doesn't want that Irish shit in her house. Uh, it scares off, like, possesses somebody and scares off a plumber because the name on the side of the van is Irish. I think it's Murphy. She's like, what are those Irish dogs doing here? She's fun. She keeps referring to her granddaughter's haircut as a whore's haircut. I think that's a very fun joke. <laughs> the guy who plays the husband, who has to have, like, a dead face on most of the time while these people are acting around him. Mm-hmm. And also just, like, having to naturally wait pauses out in conversation that make no fucking sense does an incredible job of making it believable. Was it like that one in Werewolf by Night where he's like a reanimated corpse that's a giant puppet? <laughs> no. I'll be rotting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. You see the new Beavis and Butthead where Beavis puts on a pair of yogurt pants and he can't get them off? No, but I did watch the... 20 minute long episode last week and i thought that was the finale honestly the spiritual journey one it's so fucking funny yeah yeah or he's just like he's trying to ask the rabbi about jesus and the rabbi starts talking about iron man (laughs) yeah and it's richard kind it's richard kind he's so good it's such a good episode but no i haven't watched downward dumbass or refuses refuse service. Nice. Well, that's something you should watch. Oh shit! Did we did we talk about this last week? I can't remember if it happened before or after. Did we talk about the Black Panther trailer last week? Yes. Okay. Oh, can we talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie post uh, trailer? Yeah, I haven't seen I'm it. So, oh, dude, you should watch it. Uh, I mean, if that's your thing, I'm so excited for it man uh it's the same studio that's doing that's doing the despicable me and minions movies so i know that they have the animation where they need it to be yeah um i can't i really love jack black as bowser i didn't think it was gonna fit but the lines that they showed us in this teaser trailer are great there's great comedy in this trailer keegan michael key as toad is great i cannot wait to see a trailer that has charlie day as luigi um they showed a little bit yeah at the end at the end they showed a little bit yeah um i'm i know that this is the big point of contention on the internet right now that chris pratt is not going to do good as mario he's doing uh, the voice i don't think he's gonna do the like a yay it's a me yeah mario Yahoo! Like, you're gonna I have an italian stereotype character then you need to go the distance yeah but i mean I, like the argument why they didn't use the real voice <laughs> actor was that they were gonna go a different direction right but the the Charles Martinet, he's in the voice cast. My money is that he's going to play Wario and Waluigi. Okay. That's so my guess. Doing a fit paid off. Yeah. He got like, a job. I'm, I have, Chris Pratt has two lines in the fucking trailer and everyone's up in arms saying he needs to be replaced. But do none of these motherfuckers remember the Super Mario Brothers Super Show where Mario was just an Italian American from Brooklyn? And he didn't have the like stereotypical Italian accent, but he still said shit like "Oh mamma mia!" Like you know, he he was a more Brooklyn guy. He was closer to what uh, you know Captain Lou Albano's uh, portrayal of him was closer to what Bob Hoskins did, and whatever. Yeah, I don't have any problem. I'm more upset that he didn't go farther off script. That's what I mean. It sounded to me like he was doing the voice, and I wish Pratt would just do something different. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sounded like he was. It sounds really close to his real voice. Was Jack Black Bowser? Yeah. Yes, Jack Black was Bowser. And he came Bowser. with the force, didn't he? Yeah. Bowser. Did you watch it, Matt? I just watched it this this last two minutes. Yeah. 
I like the little penguins, yeah, those guys, really. where they're like, our fury, and they're just throwing little snowballs at them. Give them the full fire of our fury, whatever it was. And then, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just throwing snowballs. Do you yield? <laughs> You've seen the, the might of our force. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> our full force of our fury. Yeah. Oh, and also the whole, like, Toad being like, ah, don't touch that mushroom, you'll die. Oh, I'm sorry. This one's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm excited. I cannot wait to see that. I think they're going to knock it out of the park. Um, it's going to be different than the Sonic movies, which I also loved. But they decided to go half real life, half uh, CGI characters. I think this is a good step for Mario to be like a full on am- animated movie. Yeah, it, it looks rad. I think like the world looks like it's going to be really cool. Yeah, they certainly are not whipping their uh, CGI artists over at Illumination like they are over at Marvel Studios. I mean, or they're whipping them way harder. <laughs> yeah, they have little they have little minions like get him out, get him out. <laughs> Uh, I'd watch that documentary and pay good money to see that in the theater. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe yeah. it's running a forced labor camp for editing. Yeah. Just beating people while we see Mario come together in the background. Yeah. Yeah. They're putting ba- bamboo <laughs> shoots underneath Chris Pratt's uh, fingernails until he acts better. To me, Star-Lord. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be that exaggerated with it, but I think he's definitely going to sound more like Captain Lou Albano. He's like, look, Luigi. Come on, Luigi. Let's get out of here. Yeah, he was great. Captain. Captain. He was a very beloved get- character real quick, right? Like, sure, he had his heel turn, but he, he was beloved. They really uh, elevated him and Hogan, and it was like, they, they associate it with being American. Yeah. I mean, you don't get pal- partnered up and pal up with Cindy Lauper for nothing. Right? America's sweetheart. Yeah. When she never will, t- and may she never turn into a ghoulish figure with bird like appendages to Cindy Lauper. Do you see how your. Um, your ICP cutouts are. It's yeah. almost like the way I have my my screen set up with the video. It looks like my head is on top of uh, I don't know which clown that is, <laughs> but the one with the flannel in front, Shaggy Tudo. Yep. Yeah, that is Shaggy Tudo. The fifty fifty shot, Mitch. I don't want you to be I... too proud of me. <laughs> oh, Jake, are you juggalo curious? No. <laughs> i got some uh records you should really listen to bro i'm good dude you don't want to go on a road trip with me in a, my newly bought chevy corvair <laughs> to the gathering of the juggalos i mean if we were going in a newly bought chevy corvair i'm probably in but we're not listening to juggalos on the way to juggalos i'll tell you that much right now yes Wait. we are because no. i have a knife okay well, i know how to fight with a knife i'm not listening to juggalos uh but you'll be too busy laughing driving the car That's while true. i hold you at knife point. <laughs> yeah. oh gosh but if i lean back it looks like that's my body and and, and i could move my head yeah oh, nice. i can't see it in mine but your beard looks like the other guy's makeup it so is messing no it up. yeah it's messing it up i don't know all right i need well. to find a place to put this thing oh i like it i like 
I, I don't know. It's something I, know, I like about it. I mean, it's it's kind of in the way. I just put it here because I was like, I'll figure out a place for that later. And now that later has been several months. Put them on the back of your door. So when your door is closed, you're always, they're protecting you. They're guarding you. No, I don't want them to see me, watch me sleep and stuff. <laughs> you should place them in front of the door. So when someone opens it, they walk right into that scare off. Uh, I should put it on the back of the door. So if I get a gal, I'll just... She comes over to my room and we go into where the magic happens and I shut it. And Shadow Sh- Sh- and Violent J are like going to watch. Uh, you should put LEDs in their eyes. So they're yeah. just, their eyes are just glowing red in the shadow while yeah, they watch. Put a voice box in there and whatever this motion, uh, it'll say whoop whoop. Now, bitch, I am going. I, I'm sorry to say this, but I'm going to picture you in, you know, in an in, in, in a salacious situation with a lady, and your door is closed, and they're and they're watching. And she, <laughs> oh, dude! If any of our listeners like picturing Mitch that way, please listen to Chubby Behemoth. <laughs> No, you guys have enough listeners. Listen to broadcast weeks. They're already listening to this. No, they're not. I've seen the numbers. No, but the people I'm talking to on our podcast, they're listening to this. And if they like the idea of Mitch being put in fantastical sexual situations, (laughs) man, do we have a show for you. No, I don't. Yeah, that last one, they were just like, what if Mitch was face down in a lake and dead? And I was like, fuck you both. (laughs) I don't I don't think they meant it like that's what they want, Mitch. Yes, it is. No, they don't want you dead. Well, I sometimes it makes me cry while I listen. Baka will defend you. Nice. Hey, that's why I can't put on music when I'm when I'm getting busy. Cause it's like, hey, you want to listen to ICP or Metallica while we fuck? Well, how about you buy yourself a fucking Marvin Gaye album? Or some Sade and get down with that dick like a like an adult. And be Bro, I, why would I listen to that when I could listen to I say stop, you say whoop whoop. whoop, whoop. That's basically Sade. Are you just repeating Jason Muse's mantra while you're doing it? Half half whole, half half whole, <laughs> half half whole. And I point I point at the cardboard cutout like I'm fucking Patrick Bateman. I love this. Okay. I don't want you to change a thing. <laughs> I think your approach is perfect. Uh, sounds yeah. like a mean stroke. Yeah. It's either uh, icy. Sorry, babe. ICP stays on while we fucking or Metallica or Ronald Jenkins. Part of the family. I, I had, Diesel. I had that. I, I listened to a lot of Matt Berry's game show music. What is that? But like, it's Matt. him singing. Matt Barry, no, it's him playing like acid jazz versions of like famous TV themes from the BBC. Whoa. Oh, I thought he was, I was like, he's going to play Price is Right and shit. No, but he does like Doctor Who and then a bunch of theme songs you don't know that sound like maybe circus music. Well, that's right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. If that comes on on your shuffle during sex, man, will that fuck everything up? I just want you to know that. Don't, don't play it so much it gets into your uh, algorithm. No, it ha- there's no music. It has to sound like a raw steak slapping the inside of an empty bathtub. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, that's just while you warm it up, right, Mitch? Sure. <laughs> he just slaps his dick against the side of a bathtub to get it get it awake. Get it awake. <laughs> and then when he hears it start saying fee, fi, fo, fum, that's when he knows it's ready. Yeah, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> My secret? I'm always angry.
I'm always angry. Uh, All right. Well, that was good. That was a lot of car talk there in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm not cutting it out because, you know. No, that that was wonderful. I, I enjoyed every bit of it. I was. We had out. so much that we didn't record, though. Oh, prior. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right, though. We'll leave it to the imagination of the listener. Yep. They yep, can tell yep. us what they think we talked about. Yeah. And how would they do that, you ask? Well, they could write us an email, broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. They could also find us on our Facebook page and like it and watch the stuff. Speaking of which, I got to share both of those episodes um, that uh, we dropped because I completely forgot about that. Um, but, you you know, on our Facebook page, you can send us a tweet at Broadcast Geeks or on Instagram. You can follow us, Broadcast underscore Geeks. I made a story the other day Ooh. that was the uh, fuck. I don't even remember what it was. Who gives a shit? Um, or you can go on our Reddit page, r slash broadcast geeks. Nothing happens there. I think I jumped the gun making this. We should have a, we should have had a fan make it and not me. I mean, I am a fan of this show, but, and I don't think we actually have anyone that gives a shit enough to make a Reddit page, but no, you just post in the Reddit page and eventually it'll be fine, Mitch. We just got to post in it. I don't post in it, but I feel like you'd be good at it. I'm blaming both of you for the direct failure of the Reddit page. <laughs> okay. I have a I, Reddit account now, so maybe I'll try posting it. I interacted with it. Yeah, you did. I think you did, but I think it went as a um, a private message to me rather than a post on the wall or whatever. Oh, I could see it on there. Huh. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm the admin. I mean, I got yeah, a post, I, I got a post I, karma. Nice. See, yeah. we're Reddit. We're like fucking... We invented Reddit, basically. Dude, I'm all over it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy it. Reddit, more like done it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but you can also always just like and subscribe to the show on our podcast feeds, whether you get it from Apple Podcast or Spotify or good old Podbean, where it is the most comprehensive, I believe. Um, I think Spotify only goes back a certain amount, um, but Podbean is the whole kit and caboodle from the very first episode mm-hmm. in the depths of El Chirito's comedy room room oh, oh through the through the the sex pot era, through the basement of mutiny era, into the COVID era and beyond. We've had many eras. We're like the yeah. MCU. We've had phases. I know. I know. This one's a little rough and kind of put together like the <laughs> now that we all live on four corners of the state. Yeah, it's <laughs> much like the Avengers. They're all spread out now. Yeah. Thanos won. This is what the podcast is after half the population is killed from a virus. Doctor Strange and Boozy Stark are gone. Huh. But those is my favorite characters. But all that Tune in again next week for another all-new Broadcast Geeks. As always, we say to you, dear listener, Excelsior!